Hello, and you are listening to the Fruitless Pursuits cast, episode two. Uh, this is the official podcast for the Fruitless Pursuits mega pop culture site where we talk about everything that happened this week that was awesome. My name is Luke. My name is Mike. I'm Jay. I'm also Mike. Yeah. Two Mikes. That's uh, that's just not doable. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't care. You managed to do better at the introduction than I did, so we'll just deal with two Mikes. I would like you guys to have a uh, circle of death fight on air where only one mic will be the victor two mics enter one mic leaves yeah one mic leaves and the other one has to change his name to uh bobo no no (laughs) i do have a tendency to describe my uh job description as uh ant and monkey so um, i may be in trouble well mike you are new to the podcast this is your first time i am um what, what are three essential things we need to know about you let's see i work on a help desk I used to run a comic book shop. Yeah, and you, I wanted, you know a lot more about comics than the rest of us, which is awesome. And Sadly, right. yes. Uh, number three probably is informed by one and two in that I am entirely single. Uh, and you are also a high-class prostitute. Is well, that in my free time, yes. Uh, yeah. I, although although high-class may not be the way to go about it. Uh, well, no, no, don't sell yourself short here. I mean, you got to go ahead and keep that attitude up, little girl. I mean, if you don't do that, <laughs> no one's going to want to date you. I'm really surprised That's right. It's all about Self-confidence. I do look good in a dress. All right, so uh, so folks, what do we uh, what do we want to talk about this week? Well, what's the what was the biggest news? Was there anything that stood out, especially for you guys? It all came really late in the week, I think. Uh, a lot of little get, bits and pieces. We didn't get hit by a big satellite. Yeah, yeah what was with that? <laughs> oh, you didn't get hit. I did. <laughs> well, there was there there was the one that hit across the street, but you know that was different from the one everybody was talking about. So what happened with that, Jay? I didn't hear about it until I read it on our site, which just shows how news uh, worthy was, we are. Uh, are you Serious? It was like kind of sudden. I, I never heard about it. Watch until, TV. I didn't hear about it until like five o'clock, maybe on on Friday, and it was like, watch out, there's going to be a satellite falling tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anybody heard any sooner than that, but uh, I saw the news and uh, I instantly kind of freaked out, thinking, of course, like Donnie Darko or something's going to hit my yeah. house, <laughs> and. Uh, and apparently it fell and nobody can find it. Well, it, yeah. it, it first started coming up a few weeks ago. They they were talking about it was going to crash, but they didn't know where. And they couldn't tell because they didn't know which way it was facing. And all this weird stuff that nobody seemed to have a clue about. And then finally, a couple days ago, everybody started saying, okay, it's coming down. We don't know where yet. And then they said, it's going to come down. It's not going to be in uh, in the uh, in our hemisphere. And then, like yesterday, they said, okay, by the way, it's been the, the, t- the time's been moving. And it now it might actually hit the U.S. And I guess it splashed down just west of California uh, about 11:30 last night. So you're Who's, saying uh, a satellite it's was it? I don't remember. Um, I, I think don't. it's a U.S. satellite, actually. Yeah, you need so. to get your handle on that shit. Well, I'm sorry, man. These things go rogue every now and again, and sometimes we just have to have a united front to go ahead and take them out. But probably landed in the desert and was uh, quickly dismantled by Jawas. Left it yeah, sitting probably on the show up on eBay. Space rims. Um, American Jawas. Yeah. So. You you have them in the desert. Yeah. yeah around dr- the Las Vegas area. Yeah. Yeah. They drive. They drive around in um, in cars, stealing things. I'm gonna do a segue because we're talking yeah. about Jawas. Let's talk about Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yes. Good. So that that's actually somewhat actual real news as opposed to wh- where did the missing satellite go? Old Republic just got a, got announced yesterday as being officially 
launching on December 20th. Wow. <laughs> I hadn't There's seen that. There's a little uh, releasing for you guys, though. Uh, no word yet on when I will get to join you, which leaves me feeling oh, uh, shit, quite that's left right. out. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Because, yeah. like, well, I thought, aren't you considered to be a European territory? And I don't not, know. Uh, we have I mean, been lumped in with them for things like the DC Universe Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were lumped in with the European release. So, yeah, possibly. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I don't know. Do you technically, is the queen your queen as well or no? Yeah, that's my queen. She's on my money. Well, they're saying for the UK, what, the 22nd? Uh, 22nd, 23rd, I heard, yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, only, only we're a, a day ahead of you as well in the future. So it would only be about a day in between. And mm-hmm. uh, um, at the rate that I'm going to level, uh, <laughs> um, I'll probably catch up with you guys. Well, if it's anything like with Warcraft, then yeah, I will be a level 7 and you'll be a level 87. So, yeah, Do you not sleep, Luke? Is that what it is? Because Warcraft, yeah, you guys just came out of nowhere and I never could catch up. Well, it'll be, it's the perfect time for it to be released. I'll be on holiday for about a month, so uh, there will be some Star Wars happening. I'm shocked. Yeah, and I, I know that, um, when, when we, I know when we were all playing uh, Warcraft, my problem was we were trying to play on the Australian servers, and I basically had about two hours a week to actually try to play, and uh, that just didn't happen. So, whereas, like, My Luke problem can... was I would, just, I would just walk around, and I wouldn't actually do anything yeah. to advance my character. I just wanted to kind of explore, so mm-hmm. I saw, I think I settled at like level seven or like thirteen or something. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the other problem too. I think I'd wander into enemy territory and get pretty far in there, and then I couldn't get my body back, so I lost everything all the time. And that's sad because you have a beautiful body. I do, I really do. Just, it just I'm always, I'm always saying that to you. Yeah. So okay, so Luke, you you may or may not be getting it the same time we are. Um, Mike and Jay, are you guys talking about playing? Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to stay out of MMOs right now because... Oh, I'd... come on, <laughs> dude. It's only 15 a month unless you buy six months at a time, and then it's only $12 a month. Well, there's that NASA <laughs> MMO that's coming up that I really want to get in on, so oh, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'm NASA thinking about it. I'm thinking Star about Wars. it. They can't even keep satellites in the air. Real space well, versus fake space. Come on, now. It's not going to be very big. And of course, NASA. NASA's the fake space, right? So, now, as far as like a I'm going to be a MMO, bounty hunter. In the NASA MMO? Either. Just in general. Yeah. <laughs> Just instead of your day job, just a bounty hunter. I want to be an Imperial agent, and I don't know why. They're going to be really they just, pussy. They, yeah, they don't look like anything out of Star Wars. They almost look like they're out of the Matrix or something, and that's kind of why I, I don't know. I just feel like it'll be cool in that universe. Yeah. Now, I've been doing a terrible job of paying attention to this game, aside from the fact that, you know, I just hear, like, the big things, but nothing about the actual classes or anything. So I only know about the Scoundrel class. Um, have they actually been releasing stuff on everything else? Yeah, I think so. There's pretty regular uh, videos all the time showing you all the different bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. We had the, um, I know what, we've put the Jedi Consular one and the yeah. um, Smuggler uh, have been on our site. Okay. I, I, I missed the first one, then. I do remember, like, the, uh, the uh, Hutball. It looks like it's going to be... Uh, that's going to be like where everyone's going to be wanting to play for sure. We are going to be shit at anything where we have to organize as a group and go in and fight competitively <laughs> against uh, other teams. If you've ever done like a, we've done arena in Warcraft and we are terrible. Yeah. We last like three, four seconds. Every, well, what do we name ourselves? The sissy babies. Wasn't that it? It was, it was <laughs> not without its warrant. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how we'll fare that, but that's exciting. I think I'm going to go all out. I want the big uh, collector's edition with the statue of that um, Vader looking guy I think it's going to be cool yeah I ended up uh, I just ended up pre-ordering the uh, the digital release just because I have no need for giant statues of things that I have nowhere to put them at I can think of somewhere you could put one yeah you know there's already a couple of things there already so I'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah oh watch that I just completely burned you on that oh yeah wow oh yeah Woo. so what else what else what else is um, happening uh, Diablo 3 tell yeah. me about this yeah so um 
Thursday, I think, they announced they announced the official beta launch, and then absolutely no one has been able to get into it. So, so there's some news going out about it, and like people are playing classes. I think you can play up to like level seven or ten, so you can just just get into like the really sweet spot of the game, and then they cut you off. Unfortunately, that's about all I know. I was hoping that Suzanne might be able to chat about that, but she's uh, she's MIA this week. I don't think she knows uh, much more than sort of sort of that, but um, I know she uh, opted in. She wanted to get an invite, but she hasn't. Mm, yeah, um, I'm not that excited about Diablo Three. I've no? got to admit. Well, well, you never played the second no, one. Did I you? never. No, I did. I have. I've played through it once. All right. <laughs> who else is who's, who else is in? Like, who you guys excited? Well, I have. I have. Uh, I have Diablo Two, and I've never played it. So. Oh, Jay. I don't, I don't know. I've what never I'm played missing. Diablo either. Mike. Oh my God. People. I, I didn't this even is play the game. Warcraft till you guys got me started. So this is the game that paid for people's colleges legitimately by my, by by item farming and gold mining they successfully managed to go ahead and put people themselves through college playing this game were you one of them and it's not no but i knew a guy who did so. <laughs> <laughs> wow and it's not coming out till next year they're saying now anyway i mean they've been yeah. i remember seeing footage from this game like about four years ago easily mm-hmm. like why is it it's taking definitely so been long? a slow burn yeah I, I have nothing i mean like there's no reason that this game has not has not been able to be released in any form form whatsoever especially since it's for the most part looking like it's going to be very similar to diablo 2 which is kind of like that over the over the top um like point and click adventure isometric so, is that isometric jay i think yeah, so. you're, you're the mathematician come on so yeah I, i'm making a side scroll i don't know you know i'm like 20 <laughs> years behind on on video games you haven't gotten into gears of war 3 then jay I, I actually would, would, would love to get into Gears of War 3. I have the first one. I never got the second one. I kind of, the, the over-the-shoulder thing is still weird for me, because the first person's obviously, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super used to that. Over-the-shoulder's weird, but I love the, the multiplayer, the levels in, in Gears 1. It just, it felt tighter, and I don't know, so I'm, I'm itching to play Gears 3. Mike, do you play this one at all, or...? Uh, I I don't. Uh, I'm I'm not a shooter guy. Uh, oh, it's more I, it's more of a chainsaw everything kind of. Guy. Oh well, in that case, <laughs> I may have to pick it up. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess that's also a lie right there. But yeah, there's definitely some chainsawing going on there. Yeah, I have heard well, about Mike, the chainsaw. Well, Mike, you're playing it. Yeah, and um, uh, I'm I'm playing it. I actually finished it last night. Did you? Okay. I um I I was able to play the day it came out, and then I got sidetracked for a couple days. Um, I'm about halfway through you the third act right fuck. now. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck off. I'm about halfway through the third act right now, so I'm definitely enjoying it it's definitely really good um have you played any of the multiplayer yet no i haven't okay so here's my problem with the multi here's my problem with gears of war 3 so far it's been fantastic as far as campaign mode goes and i'm really itching to play some cooperative just because i think that'd be really cool to go ahead and um you know like brothers in blood can chainsaw with love i think that will just be fantastic but the multiplayer it took all right so i tried playing horde the other night and like horde mode and it took for good like 10, 15 minutes. I'm just trying to get into a game and I never made it into a single match. And then finally it like, it started to load up the map and then it booted me saying that, um, the host, the host like was disconnected. Like that alone was infuriating, um, that I couldn't even attempt to play the damn thing. So then I Has finally this been a widespread thing Are people reporting that the matchmaking shit. I don't know. I, I mean, in all fairness, I did try, I only tried it on the, on launch day and, um, this morning, but you would think that I'd be able to at least get into a room and have it like boot me like right off the bat. But, I would assume that's gotta so be this like could just be a problem with you. It mostly, yeah, most likely <laughs> is because that's how always, things always are. But, uh, but no, I mean, I thought that I, I actually did play in like just like a straight up like deathmatch kind of game, and um, it's good except for the fact that as soon as you die, there's about a 15 second lag between like when you die and when it respawns, 
and then you're apparently only limited to about maybe three respawns in the game. So if you uh, if you play like I do and you're horrible, you uh, you die right away. Like you only then you're stuck sitting there for the next ten minutes um, watching everyone else play. I enjoyed the campaign; it was great. But we, I just think we hit that sort of saturation point where you know it's the third game in a series. It's the most polished. It looks amazing, but it's not really challenging me to do anything different that I haven't done before. Like there's no sort of big surprise. Like in Gears of War two, I thought the environments were actually a, a lot more. Varied varied and creative um not as polished but they were they were really good you went inside that monster you um there was that thing where it was raining glass yeah yeah um you know there was all those sorts of things and i I feel that gears 3 kind of misses out on some of that um more inventive stuff it doesn't show us anything especially new yeah and it's it's definitely interesting because i felt that um all right so like it almost felt like gears 2 almost picked up where gears 1 left off like as far as storyline goes you kind of like show up at the base and they kind of walk you through it this one just has a very a very weird you know kickoff like it almost feels like it's like a five years later kind of start um like where you're completely separated from anyone you know and it's just a very i found the beginning kind of strange i'm like i, I think you actually enjoyed it didn't you luke the beginning i thought the uh the structure of act one's quite clever where you have um half of the story being told through marcus's eyes then the other half you play through cole uh cole's eyes coltrane anyone want to do an impression of the coltrane for me just quickly to support my story <laughs> such a shame um and then no. the two storylines <laughs> mesh they, they merge together and uh, I thought that was quite good I like that and it, I thought that, that we were going to see more of that as the game progressed but it pretty much only does that in Act 1 yeah I mean, you, you've played through the game I mean does it stay, pretty much stay consistent as to how it's been from like Act 2 on then uh, yeah yeah yeah. no okay. huge changes there's a there's a couple of clever little things that I thought were interesting uh, mm-hmm. there's a beautiful level in there I won't spoil it but um, yeah there's good stuff it's a good game before we move on from games has, has anybody got anything else Jay anyone uh, I'm just I'm curious Mike did you play the um it's board game not you know video games but did you play that gears of war board game yet i have not um i've ha- I, haven't had, I have not had a chance to play the board game yet i'm hoping to get get a game in tomorrow just because it's a fantasy flight game and so it takes a while to actually understand what the hell you're doing in it um but i, I i've seen i've seen some other folks play it and it's very straightforward for how it is um because anything you're... like uh like castle ravenloft kind of looked like that to me um a little bit uh this one has a, it's the is a lot more more focus on the cooperative gameplay to it like whereas like uh like the D board games um it has it's cooperative in the sense that you don't want everyone to die um like this one like it actually like it has mechanics in there where you kind of sacrifice your own like sacrifice life points of your own to go ahead and do cool stuff and then if you go down you need others to be nearby to go ahead and uh, revive you just like just like you would in the actual video game, and the uh, the game itself has an AI deck. So based on where you're at and what's in play, you'll play you'll be able to play a card. So like the different monsters uh, that are on the board that are the enemies will attack you accordingly. So it's it's actually pretty cool in how and how it works. Um, and I'm definitely excited to get actually get it to the table and and get a play on it. Did you see about how long uh, the gameplay was? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the interesting thing there. It's um, it plays a game will either play like maybe an hour or so, which isn't bad, or up to three hours. And like the three hour ones, from like what I'm seeing and and everything, it seemed to be a bit more like the re- re- repetitive. Um, last man standing kind of kind of thing it looks to definitely be a fun one i just don't know how long term like replayability wise it might be i'm sure we'll see some uh expansions and stuff just like uh resistant i mean 
resistance, whatever it's called, uh, Resident Evil and everything else. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be very cool to see it. I mean, even just getting some more minis of like some of the other uh, some of the other cogs would be really cool just to incorporate into the game. What other video games have been made into board games? I have I, I have quite a collection of um, old old video games as board games. I have a uh, let's see. I have Pac Man. I have Frogger. I have Zaxxon. Um, <laughs> Zaxxon uh, is a board game. Yeah, I have a Zaxxon board game. Uh, I probably have like three or four more, and I was gathering this. And, oh, I have um, Cubert. So I was gathering. This I was just gonna wow. ask about Cubert. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got that, and it was missing one of the one of the dice, and like I got to bargain the guy down to like two bucks to get it. Yeah, Can I. Can you imagine it. how disappointing that would have been for kids, like in the eighties, <laughs> where you're going, "Hey, you want to come over to my place and play Cubert?" And this kid's like, "Shit, yeah!" And then yeah, you bring that out. <laughs> oh man, it'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I think that's it. I have all those old ones. Um, new stuff. Uh, there's a Resident Evil uh, deck building game, and there's a, a expansion for it, and both of them are pretty cool. Um, they're kind of slow moving, uh, but, but they're fun, and yeah. they're definitely a lot like the game because your characters, you know, take on their traits, you know, almost exactly. Uh, what else, Mike? Do you know of any? Um, yeah, like more recently, there's an Angry Birds board game came out. Oh um, yeah, that's... Oh, that's the one with the actual uh, plastic little figures, and you yeah, can yeah, flick them across the yeah, room. It's, I it's saw that at much... Gen Con. It was so cool. Yeah, it plays like shit though. Uh, <laughs> like just because like the um the the, uh, the spring cannon is not super powerful, so like it basically kind of just either like overshoots or just kind of like drops it really close. So mod it. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Get the so. guts from a Nerf gun, and you know. Yeah, I've um, got a. This is such a side note, but I've got a big Nerf cannon that I bought for a photo shoot. I'm going to shoot like an alternative model uh, with this huge Nerf cannon. Is it the Vulcan? Um, wearing yeah, yeah, it's the Vulcan. The Vulcan. Too. I have one too. Yeah, I just bought it the other day. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm going to shoot this girl like with this thing. She's going to have the Nerf bandoliers around her. She's going to be wearing an army helmet. Probably not wearing much else. It's going to be amazing. But I've never, I'd never touched a Nerf gun before. That thing is crazy. Oh, like it shoots huge amount of darts out in like a couple of seconds yes there are videos of people that have modded them online one guy was shooting like 500 it would it shot it like 500 darts a minute it was <laughs> crazy he, he hooked rc motors up to it if you can do a roundup about this on the site do an article <laughs> this week and show some of the best stuff i would be really interested in seeing that i think that could well. be arranged yeah, there's We've, quite a, a bit of like uh, steampunk nerf customs out there too that you could include into a post somewhere. Every IT person I've ever talked to has at least one person with a with a nerf gun in their desk, including my entire <laughs> IT department. Yeah, I we can actually have back them. that claim there. <laughs> I think like, so too at my work like, as well. Yeah, like my office, we uh, my office has like just everyone has like at least one Nerf gun, if not like a Nerf cannon or two. We have a uh, someone has a USB powered. Uh, Ooh, we've got somebody brand. with one of those. <laughs> yeah, off off brand one. They sell them on quite Think a, Geek. Yeah, exactly. I have quite an arsenal of Nerf guns. Probably like at least like twenty five or so. It's probably an unhealthy amount. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's not the sort of thing that a parent would buy for a child, though, is it? It's like the kind of thing that a um, an uncle who doesn't exactly. have children would yes. buy for yes, a child. Yes, yes, I do. I mean, um... <laughs> because <laughs> i just can't imagine i mean i don't even know i've only shot it inside and i've stood you know i don't even know how far this thing can go because it always like hits a wall on the opposite side oh, uh, at high velocity and, and wait yeah. till you find the whistler darts they've got a little notch out of them so they make this great sound as they're zipping across the room it's genius am, stuff yeah. give me some recommendations so you... in this article of of what what i should be buying i want a shotgun, I have a uh, shotgun. that can be arranged yeah nice <laughs> they even make a... these off 
brand ones that have a shell. And so you put the dart in the <laughs> shell, and then you put the shell in the shotgun, you pull the trigger, it actually shoots the dart, and then you can eject the shell. It's awesome. I love that one. Wow. It's the nerdiest I thing I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of nerdy stuff. One of my favorites is uh, I have a, a blow dart from one of the off-brand <laughs> ones, and uh, it was like two bucks or something, but you can make it as powerful as you need it to be, so it, it's 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 awesome. So can you imagine if um, if you get invited, if like growing up, like if you were the kid, like you uh, you get invited to a Nerf war, and you tell your mom, Mom, I need to go to the Nerf, Nerf war. I need to go ahead and get a Nerf something. And mom goes out and picks you up like the Nerf sword to like go to like the nerf the nerf war like i'd be like the nerf guy in indiana jones yeah <laughs> yeah you would just have to learn to deflect them i guess but like would you, you have to like nerf re- ninja like would you have to like reflect them like deflect them right back at him or something i mean yeah with practice and lots of wow. little bruises yeah. you guys i am so pumped about nerf now yeah i could tell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it just like pours over the internet into my into my living room and tells me so. Couple months I'm pumped, ago. Mike. I'm really excited. I'm really I know, excited. It's about really Nerf. Oh man, it's yeah. oh man, oh man, oh man. Nerf had this like contest a couple months ago. It was a, a, a make your own video contest, and I wanted to enter so bad with just something completely opposite of what everyone else would have done. I had a first person shooter Nerf video I put <laughs> up on YouTube. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah, it has a couple thousand hits, and most of them are just people just saying, like, fuck you or something. But uh, I was going to submit that, and, <laughs> and the, the I guess the date just came and went. Yeah, YouTube comments are the best. We could do a whole thing on that. It's a beautiful community. <laughs> a think tank. Where everybody thinks we suck. Look, I want to talk about the DC reboot. I know we're beating this to death, but just every week has amazing new surprises. There's only uh, one more week left of the reboot. I know, I'm very sad, but I will be sticking around for some issue twos. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but um, the thing that I guess strikes me the most about this week is uh, seems to be the backlash about uh, two books in particular, the uh, Catwoman and the Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yep. And and about the sort of sexuality in them, uh, there's a lot of boobs... Uh, in bras, uh, in both. I'm actually, I don't know, I get the sense reading comments and articles and things that people are kind of offended and, and sort of a, you know, why is this in these books? I'm offended in the sense that it's all kind of stupid. But um, what I don't get, and maybe I'll pose this question to you, um, Mike, because you, you might have a better idea of the history here. But what I don't get is there's so much graphic violence in these books that it makes me feel that they're aiming at adults. But then the rest of the books are kind of a bit dumbed down like they are for sort of younger teenagers like the um the characters don't you can't swear in a dc book they call each other things like um you know freakazoid and uh what's that great oh jerkwads so you can't be profane you can't have any nudity um so it becomes this really sort of weird tame softcore sexuality like a swimsuit issue of something aimed at like a 13 14 year old someone whose hormones are just you know who might actually be titillated by that but then at the same time they're putting in all this violence and I just think why can't they go one way or the other like if I'm reading The Walking Dead or something like that I expect graphic violence I expect that there might be some nudity I I can handle all of that I don't understand what DC are doing or who these are for I know that was long winded but now you know exactly where I'm coming from the problem is I don't think DC knows where DC is coming from who they're writing it for anymore they're trying to get new people but they're also trying to keep all the old people and they they are getting to the point where they're going to have to pick whether they want to 
keep the old people happy or get the new people. And I think they're going to end up not doing either, uh, just because they're trying to serve everyone and serving no one. One of the problems is, and it comes down to some of the stuff with the sex in the books, and and I guess originally Red Hood was supposed to be a teen plus book, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I I, I don't know why they'd single out that one, but what uh, is I that guess in the first place. Say what? I'm sorry. What what what, is, what would a teen plus? Oh, book uh, teen be? plus would be like it's it's meant for you know the adults that come in to buy stuff without being an adult book. And yes, that was me making air quotes to nobody. Um, <laughs> I could hear it. I could feel them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I sensed it. From um, but uh, there's there was one one of the websites I think it was Bleeding Cool had somebody uh, got on there and was talking about how uh, originally uh, when Starfire came up out of the water in uh, in Red Hood she was supposed to be wearing a semi transparent bikini. Ooh. Yeah. And it's one. Go of on. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's especially here in the U.S. And, and I think, Luke, this is the stereotype of people in the U.S. So tell me if I'm right. People are <laughs> fine with all sorts of violence, but you can't even think about sex without causing everybody to go just completely apeshit. Is that accurate? Well, yeah, I mean, it is It is the stereotype. And, and it's one that even on, um, even if you separate it from mainstream media and what's sort of getting pumped out there, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, you know, regular people like us who are just talking about these things who aren't constrained by anything. I'm surprised at how they have this a very similar kind of opinion. Like, I, I listen to people talk about stuff and go, um, the, I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about The Thing, um, the the John Carpenter movie and um, one of them was saying oh I wouldn't let my children watch it and the other guy was like well why not like I would there's no boobs in it why wouldn't you <laughs> and the violence was fine but the idea that this kid would see a boob uh, was terrible and that I can't fathom America is the closest you have to a you know a, a fundamentalist religious nation that favors you know Christianity I mean we don't we've got religion here of course but not to that sort of extent because I know it's not everybody um, I know there's always that sort of extreme thing but that, is that where it's coming from or is it something else I think it's part of where it's coming from they, they, they can't figure out nobody can figure out what the other per- person wants and so they tr- they're like I said they're trying to serve everybody and so we get you know some of the sexuality because that's what a 15 year old kid is going to buy that's what it, that comes down to the violence is just inherent to the books you know you can't really have a superhero without having someone who can punch someone else but, but we're not but let's just be well I mean superhero have always punched each other and that's fine and you know you've got all that um, great entertainment like um, you know you, you can watch like the the and a Batman animated series, the Paul Dini stuff, you certainly had people punching each other, but they weren't ripping out throats and cutting off Oh no, off limbs yeah, it's and... way more violent than it used to be. But, I mean, there is a big difference there for me. Oh yeah, and there should be. Um, but, uh, uh, people seem to have this really weird line that they've drawn, especially from the sound of it here, uh, where, uh, you know, violence is fine. Let people be dismembered. Let people, you know, just entrails everywhere, blood everywhere. But, no, no. Can't do the sex. Can't do the cursing. Because that's wrong and, and, and the sex thing is so awkward like it feels so weird because um you know as you're saying I, I agree that they've got that mindset that oh you know a 15 year old might be um interested in that but it's not the case anymore is it i mean when i was um that age in the early 90s um i could find a comic titillating like if you know you saw an x-man in a bikini or something because we didn't have the internet um you know you just didn't have access you couldn't press a button and then see something they had whole issues 
who's um, dedicated you know, to X Men in bikinis. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like you know, you could just Google image search now Starfire naked, and you would see her doing a billion disgusting things drawn by um, all Hold these on. really amazing deviant art. Uh, you, try, you check that out for us in the background. Yep, I'm working um, on it. So, you know, I'm sure you could find all that stuff. So there's no shortage of that. And I think that's maybe why it's just not hitting its <laughs> mark as well. Like, who is that for? Like, I can't see who would... Um, what did you find, Mike? Um, oh, my. Uh, <laughs> well, some of it's appropriate. Um, a lot of it seems to be more Teen Titan-based. Um, that's kind of frightening. That's creepy. Kind of uh, like the, chi- Mike, the other- chibi one. Other Mike, do you read a lot of? Um, <laughs> you get exposed to many like European comics. Not really. Uh, we used to do a lot of twenty or two thousand AD, um, but that's about as far as about as far as we would usually see when I was at the shop. I I guess they're starting to get more of the Tintin type stuff uh, now because the movie's coming out. But uh, even that, uh, there's you'll see a little bit of Asterisk and Obelisk pop up every now and again. But uh, uh, outside of manga, yeah, there's I, not tons. Because um, you know, Grug who. Uh, uh, of course, contributor to the site and uh, who draws Glorious Bounty, um, the webcomic that I do with him. Um, do you do a webcomic? Oh, I didn't know there's that. A, there, there's a plug. <laughs> Glorious Bounty is like the best kept secret. We're on uh, book three. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's exposed, uh, exposed us to a lot of stuff. And um, I find that, you know, because um, I work in a library as well, uh, you'll see these French comics like Dungeon, which has um, sort of fantasy characters, funny animal characters, um, really great, solid adventures. And a lot of the stuff you think, oh, you know, a kid could pick this up, this is fine. And then you'll get to the new book and there might be a graphic rape or something. And you think, whoa, okay, hang on. Um, and those things seem to like there's one i read which was about uh, a pirate isaac the pirate which is great and you could give to a kid except um there's this one panel where he's graphically uh, masturbating um so you know there's those sorts of things that just get thrown in but there's they're not sensational uh sensationalized or drawn attention to it's just um all part of like human experience whereas i find um well like a lot of the american comics don't seem to want to capture human experience at all it's just a big kind of loud cacophony of of stuff happening it's always trying to grab you know grab us and shake us if that makes sense Oh, it does. Yeah. And that's, yeah, they do. (laughs) There's a lot of, hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. uh, Buy my stuff. Because a lot of the market, you know, the superhero market is flooded with a lot of stuff. Not all of it's good. Matter of fact, a lot of it isn't. But, and a lot of times the really good stuff, it gets pushed to the side because it's not willing to be sensationalized. Uh, you yeah. know. So I won't dwell on it any further, but I just think, you know, Catwoman, fine. I understand the frustration, but why not just, if you want to make it a sex book, just make it a sex book. Just like grow up, uh, go full boob or just get out. Like, why not? <laughs> I think. And there are so many great artists out there, like, um, especially like European artists that could do an amazing job at that I just if you're going to be for adults be for adults like don't you know I think they're doing all this stuff to show that they're not childish that comics aren't for kids that superhero comics aren't childish but they just come across more childish to me in the process and that's a that's that's a valid you know It, it's hard to it, it's hard to put a, a a real kind of line of thought to it because it is so schizophrenic about how it's going to do everything. Honestly, I think what boils down to with the books that came out this week, I don't think people are so upset about the fact that it happened as they are who ha- who it happened to and how. Uh, I think they're less upset about Starfire being naked or mostly naked and coming out of the water than they are her. Uh, I guess, and I actually thumbed through the book and didn't pick it up uh, because I couldn't make myself 
herself do it. But uh, uh, I guess in the beginning, she's sleeping with with Jason Todd, and then she decides she's going to go sleeping with uh, uh, Roy. And while that's not technically new for her, uh, you know, her people were very big on free love. They were the hippies of the uh, of uh, 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 of space. But uh, they she didn't quite do that quickly or easily. You know, there had to be some kind of connection there. I hear you, and I think I think you're right. I mean, I am hearing that a lot of it is about angst about changes to the characters. Um, though it is a reboot, that's going to happen. Uh, but I am seeing a lot of people focus on just the boobs and things as well. So it's interesting. Um, Jay, what do you think of all this? <laughs> uh, oh, man. So my Don't comic give a damn. Yeah, my comic experience <laughs> is like definitely not superhero. It's, let me see, uh, Ralph Snart grew. Those are oh, the, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the kind of things I would collect. So there, there's been nothing about this idea of them sort of trying to get new readers that's even remotely intrigued you or made you think, you know, I've often wondered? Uh, I'm not sure. I just, I think I'm more interested in, like, maybe the graphic novels, definitely not the weeklies or monthlies or whatever they are. I don't know. I'm not, I always wanted to be into comics, and I just... I can't pull it off for some reason. Yeah. No, I hear you. They I tend you. to be really so, insular. People that are reading comics are interested in reading comics. People that aren't reading comics don't seem to care. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I and it's like that way. with a lot of things. Agreed. Can I just ask you real quick, who posted the fo- the picture of Starfire in the notes? Was that you, Jay? It might have been. Like me. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Yeah. That's um, that's quite that's quite fantastic and has absolutely nothing to do with anything that we're talking about, but it's... uh. But it was interesting. Well, um, I want to ask people about something. Um, I want to hear other people talk. Jay, Mike, trading cards. I've become obsessed with them again after posting, uh, looking at my old collection. And I want to know what you guys collected, if anything, and, and what your story is there. Um, yeah, I mean, I collected a lot of the... Um, I tried to collect a lot of the random stuff that I thought was be- thought was cool. Um, I had a lot of, like, the old, like, Fleer... Was it Fleer or Dunruss? Um, the, old Marvel, the old Marvel X-Men cards... Uh, from like 93, 94. I also had, um, randomly had a lot of elf trading cards. Um, elf? See, so what does an elf trading card consist of? Because oh, I saw some on eBay and I was pretty yeah. curious. It's, um, there are a lot, a lot of the elf cards where, um, they were pretty much just like screenshots from the TV show. Um, <laughs> then, and then with some random, like Gordon Shumway facts or some Mel, or some Melmac facts, um, that were mostly made up or maybe like a quote from the TV show. There wasn't really much, uh, point to them aside from just they were elf trading cards so they were pretty fantastic in its own right you know then also i think i had like a set or two of like the old um the old tsr dungeons and dragons trading cards from way back when so but i couldn't tell you where those things are at now so and i think i had like would they be like um because my friend that started sending me the marvel cards which got Mm -hmm. me interested in all that would occasionally send me something like hat of stupidity yeah uh, which i think were from that yeah Yeah, like it was a weird mix of like uh iconic DD characters from like the novels that they uh they did artwork for as well as like magic items of like significance or just like filler stuff like that um that were just like random items um they had no value within the game or anything like that they were just totally just a um so forgotten realms the trading card and it's like there's nothing here except for about maybe 30 books by r.a salvatore about his angsty uh drow drist duerden so yeah, I mean, aside from that, then a bunch of like old He-Man stickers, sticker cards from uh, way back when. And Jay, um, I have like I started out with Garfield. <laughs> I had a whole bunch of Garfield cards. I had a whole bunch of uh, an American Tale, Five Goes West cards. <laughs> 
I think I had like the whole collection. At one point, I picked up the uh, star- a bunch of the Star Wars cards. Uh, Goonies, Goonies were my favorite. The stickers were like the best. Marvel masterpieces, all that stuff. I have a collection of the Mallrats cards. Those were. <laughs> I had a couple of those. I don't know where they went. I didn't know I they made those. It. And my favorite, I think my absolute favorite was the when the when dinosaurs attack horse. They were. Oh, uh, those, oh I remember those. I still have some, I, I, and they're they're unbelievable. I did not know those were such a thing. Those are fan- that sounds fantastic. Basically, it's uh, dinosaurs attacking. I guess Earth. Um, there's you would love it, Mike. <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> you got to look at some pictures but they're basically holding up cars chewing on them people everywhere running it's awesome and uh other mike i mostly did the marvel cards back in the 90s uh we had a card shop uh, less than a mile from my house and i would go there once a week and spend my money and open my pack and i actually got a rubber backed wolverine hologram card once that i turned around and sold to the shop for a hundred dollars and then what bought more cards backed? it had a rubber back rubber on backed. it yeah <laughs> but so why like, so like so like he, if he dropped it, it would bounce. I don't understand. It was just a, a holy crap, just a very <laughs> thin rubber layer. Does anybody still have their, any of their trading cards? I yes. have some Rocketeer cards. Yep. Oh, I had them too. <laughs> Sorry, go on. A customer brought me some when I was still working at the comic shop because they know I'm a huge Rocketeer fan. They saw them at the uh, uh, the flea market and picked them up for me because I had awesome customers and I still have that them. That is awesome. I have like. Uh, a huge box of I think everything I named as well as Harley Davidson cards uh, some just a whole bunch of really weird ones that I've gathered over the years we used to own a comic shop as well and when we closed I just kept everything and nobody because, wants them um, yeah well I'm amazed at how cheap they are because you know as a kid you thought oh, I'm going to retire with this I'm going to you know sell this set for hundreds of dollars and you can buy like you know I was happy with my couple of Howard the Duck cards and I went on eBay and you can buy the whole set for like about eight bucks shit <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Even the uh, Marvel masterpieces and Star Wars galaxies and stuff are about twenty dollars a set. So I was really tempted. I almost bought a deal a lot of like thirteen hundred mixed cards, and I thought maybe that would be a great thing that uh, I could um, send to people on the site. Like a like a send prize send or something. Or? Yeah. Just give oh. you like if you like us on Facebook, I'll send you a random card. We can still do that. I got a whole bunch. Yeah, and I, I have my uh, my rap star packs that we can we can share with people. Oh, those are great. And then I thought we could trade. We could have a trading cartel, and we could have posts where we uh, we just trade cards. So I can go ahead and make a post about how I'm trading these elf cards for your uh, Pokemon cards or, or your dinosaurs attack cards. It can be like a group uh, post, like the movie review, where everyone sends me their <laughs> trades, and I'll uh, put them in there. Shipping is going to cost uh, more than the cards are worth. It'll yeah. be a marketplace. Oh, that's, yeah. that's not important, there, sir. It's all about it's all about the trade. Just put a stamp on the back of the card, <laughs> and it'll be fine. It'll get through. Um, I don't know, and I think that at some point we should make our own trading cards. Yes, in. I have made I'm some in. Man. There you go. I made um, um, oh, for my daughter. It was like her birthday, her first birthday, and I made cards that looked exactly like the Star Wars ones. It said L Tours instead of no. Uh, something like that, I don't know. But they, they, they look exactly like it on the front, on the back. It, instead of the X-Wing flying by, it was just like a baby buggy. And they- are there any places where you can actually get, like, a lot of... I see um, cards are quite cheap to produce, but it's difficult to find someone that'll actually do a set. You know, you seem to have to set up each card individually. I have, like, three companies that I've gone to to get sets made, and they're all very slow getting back to you. Uh, some don't get back to you at all. It takes three months to get a response and then get your cards. 
and it's questionable the entire time. So it's possible, but it's unless you're getting like 5,000 in China, it's completely nerve-wracking. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. All right, that's our plan. We set it on here. It's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. It's going to be amazing. Up next, we talked about cards. Jim Henson's 75th. Today, well, it's well, it was today, half an hour ago for me. Uh, for the Australians, it was uh, yesterday. He would have been seventy-five yesterday. Wow. It's kind of an interesting thing, that, huh? just even for the group of us, just because you know we all kind of met through Palisades and Muppets, and that's you know that's how the you know a lot of us kind of met each other for the first time. And so now there's this, and there you know the, they had the big thing on Google today, and where you could click on each individual letter, which was a signified by a puppet and you could actually puppeteer the puppet and it was really funny uh they've you know did you see when the e ate the l yes that happened accidentally for that me was i so couldn't cool. get to happen again and I the only, uh, uh i only got the o to have his eyeglasses flip off his yes head. it's great stuff is it still up uh i don't know and there was a blue snuffleupagus really yeah. yeah we didn't really do much I, i'm kind of frightened of snuffleupaguses really yeah he is it's kind of frightening it is a little frightening but yeah. they've got some cool stuff coming out soon. I, I guess uh, Archaea Comics is doing a uh, a thing called uh, A Tale of Sand, uh, which was the, fir- the which was the last screenplay uh, Jim Henson ever wrote uh, that never got produced. And now they're doing it as a comic. It'll be out in November. I'm really looking forward to that. And then there's the new Muppet movie in November too, which looks amazing. It does. I can't wait. So what's everybody's favorite uh, Jim Henson item they have? Like uh, from his house? Yeah. Um, probably oh. his. I've probably his pipe. I've got clippings from his beard. Uh, yeah. I stole a femur. Yeah, I have a pipe. <laughs> Jim Henson related item. Oh. Oh. Sorry, guys. Wow, that's uh, that's a whole different beast. That is. Um, sorry, that is. I have his. I have, I have his niece. <laughs> <laughs> Mine. Uh, I have. I, a, I have Brian a, in the like closet. Two feet from me right now. I have a gold record from the Muppet movie. Oh, that's cool. I got for my birthday, along with. The better item, which is a signed Kermit from Muppet Babies, signed Jim Henson and Kermit the Frog. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Mine's probably the tour animal uh, from Palisades that I've never taken out of the box because my name's on the box and it was the coolest thing ever when I saw that. And I I still get charged by that. Has everyone here had a name on a box? Yes. Um, I think so. We know I, you I'm, did, Luke. What? I'm on the Indiana Jones Kermit and the backstage playset. Huh. I'm on the uh, Ghost of Sam Eagle, I think, and one of the Indiana Jones Kermits. One that I don't have, I think. I'm on the Tour Animal and then the Transformer statues and the Army of Darkness figures. Woo. I think I might be on the Frog Scout Kermit one, but that's about it. Sucker. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um... <laughs> My, oh God, I, so I like those, of course, the Palisades, that's great, but I'm going to go with, I've got the um, Kermit puppet, which is a reasonable replica. It's the nicest one I've ever seen. Um, it's appeared in some of the photo shoots I've done. And I would also have to add, I've got my um, Make Your Own Muppet from uh, New York. Oh, what's its face? the whatnot Muppet. shorts. Yeah, 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 which is a kind of devil guy in a smoking jacket. He's pretty great. That's fitting. Those are, yeah. I have two of them. They're amazing. Yeah, I think um I have a... I have an old like 1970s um, Grover hand puppet that um, that was always pretty cool, and um, it's still rocking around the house here somewhere, kind of creeping the hell out of people. Um, and it's either that or paired with a uh, an old Cookie Monster cookie jar. Nice. Yeah. If everyone sends me photos of these things, we'll do a group post. Mm. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, a belated happy birthday to Jim the Maniac. To Jim. <laughs> to Jim. Yeah. So. 
so how long ago? I can't remember. When was it that um, Salmon Friends went on the air? Because like that's where the first time we had like a felted monstrosity trying to destroy humanity. Well, he was. Yeah. Well, Muppets are pretty scary. We talk about this yeah. a lot on the ceiling. But yeah. they're awesome. Well, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> they don't have bottom halves or boundaries. Well. If you had a person's hand up your ass, I'm sure you wouldn't really have much in the way of boundaries either. It's the only way they can control them, Mike. I know, I know. It's the, it's the felting. <laughs> right, so... <laughs> <laughs> that killed the podcast. Take something nice and spoil it for everybody. Happy birthday, Jim Henson. Hey, man. Happy birthday, Jim Happy Henson. Birth- a lot of respect for, for Mr. Henson. I'm just trying to inform the public here, that's all. So... Yeah. Be alert, not alarmed. Let, let's talk about toys quickly before we go. Yes. Uh, what's happening with Mattel? So, <laughs> you want me to talk about Mattel? So, I actually, when they did the Club Infinite Crisis, I signed up because I'm a sucker and I do that kind of thing. I've what's got Club all Infinite the figures. So, so I'm just, I'm just going to, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to, so they have subscription to sort of collector items, don't they? Or like toys that aren't sort of mainstream stuff. So they've got like Ghostbusters, Master of the Universe. Uh, you can subscribe for a year and get all the figures that they make per year. Right. Uh, because there's just not enough demand for them to be sold in regular stores. Am I right? Right. And then with the DC reboot, they uh, they decided, you know, we're going to reboot the way we're doing the figures too. And so if you want these figures that we're not going to produce otherwise, you have to join the, the, uh, the collector, the, the, the club. Uh, And so they announced that at San Diego Comic-Con. They gave us no real notice and uh, uh, very little info to go on and then expected us to commit to shell out a bunch of money throughout the course of a year. And I did it because I'm a sucker, and I've got all of the ones that they've put out so far, so I figured, what the hell? And then they just... I, I typed in my address wrong to start off with, and so I, uh, I tried to call them and get them to fix it. They told me they couldn't do it. And I, got, I had to jump through so many hoops, and I got so mad that I said, to hell with it, I'm not doing it anymore. And I didn't buy the Stay Puffed, and I didn't buy the, uh, uh, the Swamp Thing, and I just was done. And they finally, because they didn't hit their subscription goal, they said people could cancel their subscriptions if they really wanted to. And I decided I really wanted to. So I went to cancel today, and I spent 45 minutes on the phone uh, trying to... I gave them my my number, uh, my my order number, and said, I want to cancel this. And they said, you can't cancel it. We've already processed it. And I said, Mm -hmm. I know you processed it, but you sent me an email that said we could... You know, we could undo it because you said we could undo it. And they said, but we've already processed it. I finally go through uh, two supervisors and I get somebody who says, okay, let me check this. And they check and they say, okay, it looks like we can, in fact, cancel this. Um, we're, We're able to cancel this. I didn't know we had the ability to cancel these because... Nobody at Mattel told us, or we didn't read the memo or something. He, didn't, he was real noncommittal about it. Um, but the call center did not know that they were able to cancel the, uh, uh, the subscriptions. And I don't know whether that's just because I'm the only one that's called in, or what the hell's going on. But So go to hell, Mattel. What a bunch of fucks. It's a whole lot less interesting story than I may have made it out to be, but... <laughs> Well, no, it's it's, well, it's no, interesting I, I because the, I mean, you should be able you should be able to cancel any order if it hasn't actually shipped yet. I mean, even, I think the whole pre-order thing's fascinating mm-hmm. at the moment, like because everybody's doing it. And I heard that the subscriptions, a lot of them, just weren't even close to meeting. No, it um, wasn't even sixty percent of what they were asking for. 
Another interesting one. I pre-ordered the three and three quarter inch Venture Brothers uh, series. Oh, oh those nice. look cool. Um, I heard they're in trouble yeah, though. Three waves of yeah. Well, this is it. There was three <laughs> waves of them down, and um, I think oh, I did it through. I want to say I did it through Entertainment Earth. And at the time, it said they were coming out September this year, which was crazy. I mean, because we hadn't even seen pictures of them all. It's now been changed to next year. But what I didn't realize was, yeah, they were only going to manufacture because they had three waves of figures and all these crazy characters like um, Molotov Cocktease and Dr. Killinger and I'm thinking wow you know that's pretty deep we know from Palisades that you know you don't always get to go that far ahead no, no matter how you know Ren and Stimpy didn't make it to a second series yeah. so I'm thinking wow you know they're really sure about this and then I found out that they're only basing it on the pre-orders and they've hit about 3% of what they would need to actually make them and um, I'm also subscribed to I'm doing pre-orders all over the place and mm-hmm. it's actually quite scary because you just don't know when it's going to come up and uh, no. um, what's going to show up when like I'm on the one of each figure club with Brian toys for the Star Wars figures because they're impossible to get now mm-hmm. and they've just charged me $70 for something and I have no idea what oh, it is oh that's the scariest um, feeling <laughs> like I click on their order details and it just times out and I've tried it on my computer my work computer my phone it will not tell I can send them an email but then of course the time difference I don't know when they're going to get back to me I've, at this stage I figure I've paid for it I'll just wait and see what it is but um, it's very tricky and I'm, I'm getting I got an email from uh, Sideshow you know that um, I posted the Batman oh. the Hot Toys one yeah, yeah, the Batman yeah. Begins those are yeah, so awesome sent, yeah they just sent me an email saying make sure you have a lot of money in your <laughs> account well, that, uh, that, in the next 10 days well that part's nice at least at least they're telling you you better do this otherwise you're going to be fucked but their communication's pretty good so that should be arriving in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. yeah now see I have the Medicom and Rocketeer but those Batman toys are just so awesome. I want them. He's pretty great. I don't even have, like, collect Batman or anything like that. I mean, my stuff's mostly Star Wars. But when I saw it, I thought, well, this would be a pretty cool thing to have. Mm-hmm. I was actually really tempted by, um, I was at the comic shop on Friday night, and they had the Hot Toys Iron Man, and they had it actually open where you could see all the different bits and pieces. I don't know which version it was. Um, and it was over $300, but I was so tempted. It must be nice to have an extra $300. And I'm not even, like, a big Iron around. Man fan. Oh, well, I'm an internet millionaire. Oh, well, yeah, I forgot about that. The big cash I'm swimming a lump of cash I'm swimming in from my site, Fruitless Pursuits. I thought it was because you were a rap star. (laughs) That's that's what I was hoping for. That helps. (laughs) (sighs) Most rap stars go ahead and spend it on, um, was it guns, hose, and bling? You spend yours all on uh, plastic toys and more? (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Just like that. Plastic toys and Nerf guns. you guys okay so have we reached the end of our second uh, episode i think we have yeah i think we've beaten the dead horse yes and we are on itunes now i should mention Woo-hoo. cool that's right you can uh, find us on itunes the link should be on the website somewhere um it'll be in this post for sure i've already subscribed we've got about three percent of the subscriptions that we need yep <laughs> yeah so luke how um, if folks need to get a hold of us and uh, they want to email us any ideas for posts for d- during the next week or anything like that how can they get a hold of us just uh contact at fruitlesspursuits.com uh anything you need to ask just do that and we will hook you up okay great and uh definitely also make sure to follow us on twitter uh jay what's the twitter address F Pursuits blog at well twitter.com slash F Pursuits blog. And like us on Facebook because that makes us feel warm inside. Yeah, and you can find that, of course, at facebook.com slash fruitless pursuits. So that's everything, everything you need to know. Uh, we love you. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, everybody. All right, bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> bye. What a weak finish. Wow.